Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. Today, we talk with our friend, Legend. Now, his name is, that's his, that's his stage name. If you want to know his real name, well, we have to protect the innocent. We can't do that today. Okay, it's <laughs> Nigel. It's Nigel Anderson. But you can check him out online, L-E-G-I-N, YouTube videos, phenomenal rap star, Jesus loving rap star. You, your stuff, his stuff is acceptable for your children to listen to. True. Legend, welcome back to I Work For Him. Hey, what's up, man? Now we're in your hometown this time. We are, man. We are. The only only problem is we don't have Chef Martha in the kitchen. That's right. She's it not, right. That's right. Because that she... made my trip to Temple Worth going was when <laughs> Chef Martha did her thing. <laughs> yes. Yes, my wife cooked I do love all, to cook. Which is yeah. why when you see us in pictures, you'll notice Martha's skinny and I'm not. And that's because she's an incredible cook. <laughs> but it's worth it. Every it, bit of it. Legend, let's just start with the, this this question. Let's just start talking by, by focusing on Jesus. What's Jesus been doing in your life recently that's just... Just turning your world upside down. Man, um, honestly, with me, he's been giving me more patience and making me a better husband and a father, which is what I've been praying for for years and years and years. And I'm seeing some of the fruit of that. So that's that's really, man, dude, that's the most important thing to me right now in this season of my life. Because things are getting busy. My kid, I have, I have a fourth grader next year. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Um, and that's that. just making sure that I'm a present dad and not parenting on autopilot, making sure I'm loving my wife consciously today and not just parenting on you know, whatever. I'm not just not just loving her off of you know, just seeing God make me conscious and aware of certain things as they change as we grow. Um, that's the thing I think God's been doing the most for me uh, in these days. As you're traveling, what yeah. do you see, what do you seeing the Lord do? You, I mean, we're seeing things when we, we, we as we get a bird's eye view of the country and what the Lord's doing in the church and in raising up people to recognize that their workplace really is a mission field. We're yeah. seeing that everywhere. Yeah. And, and you mentioned something right before we went on the air that that there's a a, a city reaching movement right here that's going on. Talk to us about what yeah. you got going on. Yeah. So my pastor Kevin and I we 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 talk openly about race, social injustice. Uh, we talk about that stuff a lot at the church, stuff that a lot of churches don't want to discuss sometimes. And so we become, we've been known in the area that we're going to talk about those things that have been taboo or that some people want to skip over to be safe or don't know how to address, which mm-hmm. I don't think the gospel has ever worked by avoiding a sin issue. And so, the gospel has never that, worked by avoiding a sin issue. No, I mean, that's what the, it was supposed to be good news. It was freedom from the sin that is right. surrounding us. Right. And, and in order to recognize the good news, you got to see the bad news. And then you, mm-hmm. when you know the depth of the bad news, you can see the great grace of God to say, despite this, here's the solution that reconciles all of us. Amen. And when you skip over that stuff and say, Hey, can we just not talk about it today? And let's, let's just, Let's just sing a song together. That doesn't work. Let's get to the depth of what God did, and it increases your love and honor, honor for what he's done for you. So we talk about it, and basically just uh, two, three summers ago, this summer coming up, three summers ago, was that horrible week where uh, Philando Castile out in Sterling and the $5 officers were all murdered in the same time span. And for lack of better terms, no matter what side people were on that conversation about uh, you know, injustice against blacks or, or cops getting mistreated in the streets and being, you know, all that, everybody that we cared. Mm-hmm. And as unfortunate as it is to say, everybody that we cared. 
And so we scrapped the sermon and we just got on stage and we dialogued and that was the sermon. And and the reaction of people in our church from all different aspects, uh, seeing that we really need to address this with the gospel intentionally. And it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be long, but we got to do it. We started calling our other pastor church friends like, hey, what are y'all doing? What's going on at y'all church? And a great deal of our friends were like, I don't know what to say or what to do. Because if I say the wrong thing here, that's going to you know do this. And I don't know if I'm saying I don't feel educated. And we just say, hey, let's let's come talk because we don't. We're not masters at this either. Let's get together. So that Wednesday, about 40 pastors showed up and we've been meeting every other month ever since that. Just talking about how can we as the church lead this conversation? Because we have the only answer, but we've most times removed ourselves from the conversation, either for comfort or political reasons. We have the only answer. Yeah. That the world is asking tons of questions for, but they don't—they don't know the answer. I mean, I, I tell right. us, we say that on the air all the time that Jesus is the answer to all the questions that people are asking. Yeah, but we don't present that answer to them, which is why we're on the air. Yeah, to recognize the fact that we're out there and about with people all over the country. We're in it deep with them in our workplaces. We spend 50, 40, 50 hours a week with people. Yeah. And they're struggling. Yeah, but it's like when, when we allow the gospel to be politicized or commercialized to where the core of the message is removed, you, you allow somebody else to frame what the gospel means and what the church is. And when they do that and the PR looks bad, people are like, well, I don't want that. And we're the only ones that actually know. Like, no, no, this is what the gospel is actually saying. There's a great deal of it that's answering every question you ask. And there's a great deal of it that's going to be directly offensive to you and me. But this is the gospel. It's a dichotomy that... 100% God, 100% man. How? No, it's deeply healing and it's deeply offensive. You're not your own God. You don't have the answers. And if we can present that and frame it for ourselves, um, as opposed to letting uh, news or enemies of the cross uh, mm-hmm. say, no, that the church is just a bunch of da 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 da, then, you know, we're all right. But we got to jump in those conversations instead of skipping them for comfort's sake. So, one of the things I want our listeners to hear before we go too deep into anything else mm-hmm. is really what is the message that God has laid on your heart that you're really trying to share um, yeah. as you travel, as you have influence wherever that may be in your home and across the world, across the globe. What is that message that God's telling you to share? Sure. I think I think if I had to sum it up, it would be hope. There's hope for reconciliation with God and man would be it. Um, and the way that those kind of practically lay out for me is I talk a lot. I come from a fatherless background, so I talk to a lot of fatherless kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I say fatherless kids, I'm talking about a crowd of middle school, high schoolers, when I ask somebody to raise their hand, 70% of the hands go up, white, black, and in, in, in between, doesn't matter. Yep. And I could be talking to uh, a group of young adults or young families in their 20s or 30s and their hands still go this, up the same. Mm-hmm. So that fatherlessness, practically how that in fact impacts your life as well as even your understanding of the father that yeah. Jesus was talking about. And then also reconciliation between is just with the stuff we're dealing with in our country and where we are. Um, there's, there's history and stuff that has to be recognized pains that need to be called out. And, um, I try to talk about that in a very real way. Um, and in a very, uh, gospel centric way that touches those practical problems. Everybody knows about. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had this conversation the first time about, uh, we talked about this. I remember, I remember that conversation. I really enjoyed that a lot. Like, uh, just, music and movies and content and all that type of stuff we're listening to uh, I think you know Plato's got a quote we think it's Plato we don't really know but he says music is the most dangerous weapon because it bypasses the senses and goes straight to the heart it does oh, right? so true God yeah. knew that yeah and you can you can recall lyrics from the 80s and 70s mm-hmm. right now for stuff that you don't theologically agree with but you still know every word yep. so you call right? us old 
No, you no, just I'm called, called you. Dude, I called you seasoned. Seasoned, no, I would chronologically call, superior. I would call you old, friend. and I would call Martha seasoned and wise. <laughs> chronologically superior, that's that, what we call it. Okay, fine, that works. <laughs> um, but I think, man, just we know that there's never been, like, it's easy to demonize one group of music over the other. Right. Uh, but, I mean, there's good and bad and all of it. And so when I look at hip-hop, man, we talked about this too, like, there's, there's not, hip-hop, needs Jesus like every culture of music needs Jesus but the the cool thing is there's never been a fear of a God conversation in hip hop culture because it's mm. been deeply rooted in the hope of God from the beginning now that's gotten humanity and broken theologies in there and all that and mm-hmm. typically that's what you see promoted but it's easy to walk in and say hey man I want to talk about Christ today it was like alright and it's not even like a you know, whatever. So it's just, how do we get a theological truth of historical, biblical Christ and why mm-hmm. is that important? It's a, a heavy apologetic is needed, which is why I listen to Ravi Zacharias a lot. So here is Spark by Legend. Spark, yeah. So I really hope these strings will communicate my heart. And if they don't, I just pray that there'll be a start. What I can't say, I play in art. Make plain the vague. Hope it makes a spark of a little bit of light in all this dark. I have friends who's dear to me. Don't understand the pain I see. I'm building something great. But sometimes I feel the vacancy. Don't know where to turn. Feeling lost inside this greatness seems oxymoronic. I'm doing fine as far as they can see. Social media got us confused. It's a place to post the news. Not a place to post how you are really doing. So we don't. Because we don't want to hear it. Emoji hands, I'm praying for you. Thou shalt not lie. We really know we won't. So if I say that, I really drop my head and whisper something to the Father. Wish I would pray for me when I get bothered. When Shekinah was a toddler, zero to 100, I would yell because I had stress outside that harmed us. And I'm sorry. And I can't go to sleep awake without things on my brain like close people that's in pain. I know folk I know that ain't right. See, he left down a dangerous road. Don't know if it's day night for us to get a call saying he ain't make it to daylight. See, I grew up with stories of inequality and fake rights. To pacify your movement, people ain't want to see take flight. A hope of overcoming. Then Tamir got shot and nothing happened. I looked at Josiah like we really in the same fight. See, I have white friends I love dearly. My arm, I give the right for, who complain about these issues like an eyesore. They'll go away if we don't look. Nothing cancer victims say. But the truth they cannot see behind their eyeboards, they won't take the plank out while they rolling in the sawdust. American dreaming to build a house on false constructs. Can't notice the foot in laws from dust that turns to quicksand and want to fix this land from a distance, want an instance where it all goes away without repentance, but then go to church and praise them with WWJD on their wristbands. While we were yet sinners, hit the cross for the undeserving, but we get convenient. When it turns out for other serving, cool to hear about pain. If it don't disrupt our undergirdings, don't take a knee. Do it this way. No concern. That brother's hurting. Find a way to discredit. Find a way to dismiss him. Maybe he shouldn't care because he's mixed. You just switch religions. Maybe I wasn't there. Why should I pay for these sins? I didn't. Whether it's fake news or stay woke, we stay blaming systems. See, we stay blaming isms. Point fingers from our corners and falling back. Not realizing all these isms we struggle with are all results of that. But I'm all for that. Meanwhile, I was really bugging. Still feel I struggle some days as a son and a husband. Feel like I fight to make change and don't know if it's buzzing. Then have nothing left for my family. I just know that I love them. Owe them the best, but feel I give them seconds over others. Not my intention, but this feeling's real over redundant. Lay my kids down. Feel like I failed again. It's so repugnant. I'm just fighting hard to try and be who my daddy wasn't. I have high standards because I want the best for them. But without God on my best day, all I can give them in my best is sin. My wife holds on to me through the best of them. She's seen me at my worst and still whispers to me, rest in him. I don't understand it all, and I never claim to, 
But when I couldn't, he sent me this brown-skinned angel, a messenger of grace. I know the difference between Satan and his claims, too. Don't know where I'm going all the time, but I know how grace moves. So, new day, I'm going to face you with all my pain and stains, too. All the things that's winging on my heart I can't explain to. I will make it over things others can't relate to. Hands high, face low, still remains my angle. I just pray this transparent moment really helps you make it through. No matter what's in your way, I just hope you make it, too. Whether inside or outside, whatever's pain in you, I pray this transparent moment really helps you pray, too. I really hope these strings or communicate my heart and if they don't i pray it'll be a start what i can't say i place an art make plain the vague hope it makes a spark of a little bit of light and all is dark i really hope these strings will communicate my heart and if they don't i pray it'll be a start what i can't say i place an art make plain the vague hope it makes a spark of a little bit of light and all is dark amen amen what's incredible is that so many people in the church think that Jesus would be a Republican in, in the churches that I go to. So many people in church, <laughs> churches that you go to, they think Jesus would be a Democrat. And here's the, here's the good news. Jesus wouldn't have been either. He wouldn't have been either. Both parties would have hated him right? Uh, because he would have called them both out. But it's just like when Jesus is calling out the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and then he goes and calls out the teachers of the law, and, and they're like, Jesus, the words that you say, those are hurtful. Yeah. Those, those, you're hurting my feelings. Right. You're making me feel bad. Right. He's like, absolutely. Here's, yeah. you're, you're, he said, he said, hey guys, do all the stuff they're saying, but don't do what they do. Yeah. Like, Ooh. Yeah. That's so, things, man. So let's. I mean, you, you've got so many different things that you're working on, but I want to, I want to finish with this. I don't want to talk about racial reconciliation, but I want to talk about reconciliation within our country because in my mind and, and you, i want you to argue with me on this yeah sure i don't want to talk about racial reconciliation because we're all from the same race so how do you reconcile the same race now we, we have many different pigmentations but we all run back to the same three guys mm-hmm. noah's three sons and their three wives we all run back there but there is cultural differences that run with the pigmentation of our skin mm-hmm. and it varies depending on which part of the world that we're from mm-hmm. But we need to talk about church reconciliation because mm-hmm. the churches, there's 45,000 denominations in this country. Mm-hmm. How do we bridge this to save our country and to introduce them to Jesus, to give them the good news, show them the bad news and give them the good news? How do we, how do we change the conversation away from things that all they do is throw, it's like throwing nuclear bombs into people. <laughs> Instead of doing that, how do we change that to be giving them a glass of ice water mm-hmm. on a hot day? The, the the church itself or the church dealing with people i'm you talking about us out there in the marketplace in the workplaces of america how do we st- how do we bring how do we start bringing healing to our culture our country yeah i think uh again like uh you know so to the do you want me to you say you want me to argue with you, you want me to respond to the well, race well, piece well, first well the other race piece because i know yeah. that, that, that so on the race piece i think um i think yeah i mean i agree with you biblically i do i think that you know whether whether race is a real thing or a false social construct that we made up to divide ourselves, whatever the case may be, somebody who doesn't believe that, you know, if we go back to the lineage of Noah, then if they don't believe that, then, the, you know, race is still a real conversation. So starting where it is, I think we can still have that talk about, yeah, you're black, I'm white, I'm this, I'm this. And then we can still have that conversation and still bring it to the beauty of where God's goal is in Revelation and see those things. Because, you know, my friends say, I don't see color. They're coming from a place of saying, I don't judge by that. And I appreciate that. But for me, historically, who's been oppressed in this country because of color, that's saying you don't see me for who I am or what I've had to go through. Like, I think God sees color. Hmm. He loves color. He made it. He, he obviously painted us the way we are. And that's at the a great end, way to say that. Facts, you know what I'm saying? And then at the end of everything, he celebrates that we're all together under one banner, even in our individuality. So I think it's important to not not to say I don't see color, but to see color difference culture as God sees it, all beautiful and made in his image, which you've already said. 
The Safe Always. House Project. Yeah. This is something you launched years ago. It's growing. It's expanding. It's it's about ready to, you know, it's really launching in Africa. Talk to us about what's going on with Safe House Project really quick. So I went to, went to South Africa with my church in 2016 to work in an orphan care center. And we found out uh, after I asked Dr. Marsha what's next year, uh, she said, we really need a safe house. And I said, why? There are about 130 of their kids. There's a great deal of them, uh, particularly the young ladies as they develop who are in danger of sexual abuse and potentially trafficking. And they need a home for those kids that they know are the most vulnerable to be safe so they don't end up in that life. And so we came back. We couldn't sleep. Uh, my whole label put our year on hold. And we said, hey, let's make an album to raise some awareness for this. And uh, so we made an album. We, we put it out through my nonprofit, Expect Renaissance, that we use for community stuff. And we released it into the uh, and just said, man, maybe somebody with a deep pocket will cut a check and we'll get them the $100,000. Uh, it sparked a movement. Uh, my friend Christy came on board, who's the CEO of Safe House Now. And she said, let's do a race series. I said, sure. Um, that that was successful. And people just from all different a flavors. A running race Yeah, ra- running race. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Like a 5K half marathon. Yep. And, uh, and that was successful. And by the end of 2017, we're like, we need to make this its own thing. So we made a separate nonprofit. I stayed on board as the founder, Christy CEO. Brittany came in. She's killing it from a development. We're going to talk to her point. tomorrow. Yeah, Brittany's amazing. Shout out to Brittany and Christy and Vicky. And they... um we ended up making his own organization with the goal of always funding the work in South Africa and also uh, evolving to fund work here in the States because there's 300,000 kids in the States that are victims of trafficking that I think happen right under our noses. Check Legend out online, legend.tv, legend.tv. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace. It's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at IWorkForHim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content when you sign up for our blog at IWorkForHim.com or follow us on social media at IWorkForHim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at IWorkForHim and online, IWorkForHim.com.